Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me, your favorite podcast. And if we're not your favorite podcast... Lie to us. Lie to us, exactly. And like... I, I can't even think of a podcast that's better than ours, <laughs> except all of the podcasts I have been guests on and all of the podcasters who have come and been guests on our of podcast. Course. Of course. And every other podcast that you do. Mm-hmm. Welcome. We are an advice podcast where we give you, you guessed it, advice. And no, wow. it- <laughs> what a revolutionary concept. An advice podcast that gives advice. Never been done before. Mm. And you might be wondering... Is it these disruptors? (laughs) Is it financial advice? Is it mental health advice? Is it physical advice? Is it health advice? Is it? Yeah, all of those. Mm -hmm. It's all of the above. It is. We give life changing, wonderful, life altering advice to professional unprofessionals. But we lack foreign credentials. We make up for in opinions. Some people say opinions are like assholes. They're more like the poor's. (laughs) 
in my skin or the hair on my head. I have a plenty. My name is Megan and I'm joined by my co-host producer and the only reason this podcast exists, Melissa. Hello. You are the glue. I am the glitter. But you're also like glitter glue. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because like most glue you would not think can be like on air talent. True. In the words that Kyle says, you got a face for the boom mic. (laughs) (laughs) It's his favorite fucking line. Goes on set one time, hears it. It's his favorite. Yeah, so if you want to call in for an upcoming episode, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. And international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. Just record us a voicemail. Let us know the worries, the quanders, the shit you're dealing with in your life that you need our help with. And we will do our best to help you. And in order to do our best, we need you to do your best. And that means writing down what you're going to say. Please write it down, practice, keep it under three minutes and make sure you include all of the necessary information and you can time yourself. So, you know, hey, I have some extra time. Let me make sure I have all these facts in there or it's running over. Let me explain the fact that I'm a Libra. Good for you, but it's not usually instrumental in this. Also, let us know your pronouns. Make sure we know the ages of everybody involved. And if you be 18 or over, have your parents permission to call in. Should we give the disclaimer? If you're not watching, which you can watch on Patreon, I feel like you can just sense by our eyes, maybe our our looks, um, the cadence of how we speak. This is a podcast by two liberal women. (laughs) So Rachel, close your ear holes and go find the new Joe Rogan episode. Ma'am, you're lost. Or the people that purposely came here as their destination. Do you like to torture yourself? I, I don't. I just think like I enjoy a good hate watch. Like I live for that stuff. But like I'm a passive hate hate watcher because like I will say it's the most embarrassing part of my personality. I don't want anyone to know. Podcast hate watching is a different level, though. I could never. hate listening. What if somebody bought the Patreon that hate watches? Oh, if you're going to, I would recommend it. Me too. It's actually $15 a month for you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's that's the spiel. What's new with you, Melissa? I'm just enjoying life. You're just living life. Your vibe right now. Yeah. It's just living life. You are getting so many comments. I'm getting DMs of people who want me to tell you how good your hair looks. I just got one. Thank you so much. It's fire. It's so good. And hopefully by the time this episode is out, definitely. The beautiful photos I took of you will be on your Instagram. I was planning to put them up today, but that's a late. That's a lot to do today. I know. Too much. I know. Much too much. I know. I was going to complain about, I mean, I still did complain about how I was like tired and I was like, well, Melissa moved and she recorded before this and I was just like packing. That's all I did. So when I moved, I feel like we need a closing chapter to my nosy neighbor because it's over now. Um, So I didn't tell her I was leaving because I knew she would ask to be a pen pal. It would be so annoying. So many questions. Not even pen pals. She would just have questions about my finances, I feel like. Because she's asked me how much I pay for rent more than once. Ma'am, we live in the same building. No, but I pay much more because she's been there for 25 years. And my place was renovated and hers wasn't. Mm. So the moving truck came up and one of the mover guys, all my movers were so cool. Nicest guys. One of them came in. He was like, yo, your neighbor is so nosy. And I was like, I already know who it is. (laughs) And he said, she's asking if I'm moving you, which I didn't tell her where you're moving to, why you're moving. And he was like, I couldn't tell. <laughs> he said, I couldn't tell she, she was Latino or not. So I didn't pretend like I, I only spoke Spanish. So I acted like I could only speak French. 
which That's he, funny. He, he's fluent in French. And then so later when I came back to all, only my frozen things and not the things that had been thrown away, another story for another time, she yelled out her door, my name, and then asked me where I was going and why. And she was like, and your mover wouldn't tell me any information. If he had told you the information, I would have been angry. Yeah, ma'am. Like she was mad. She was like, I, I didn't know if you were in there or not. Okay. Nosiness like that is a disease. Yeah. Does she have a cat? She has a dog. And it's not enough. A little yapper dog. Oh, God. Nosy neighbors. No more. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. And now I think maybe you'll just have the kind of nosy neighbors that I am, where I am a quietly nosy neighbor. Some hooligans will be on the street doing some weird shit. Moss and I, were, we would, we'll open our balcony and just like peer out there with our arms crossed. These people are our age, but we're like these kids. And I'm like, they are literally our age, like mm-hmm. same, probably my age, not his. And we just quietly do that. Or like, you know, you list, you put an ear against a wall, but like never will nobody ever catch me snooping. And that's the kind of peeping, that's the kind of like nosy neighbor you want. Mm-hmm. Today, there were, or yesterday I met one, one neighbor. When I pulled up in my car, she was like, I like your princess car. So she's like, I used to have a white convertible. And so I already like her. And then another woman saw me when I left this morning and I had on the top that goes with these shorts, what I had on the last episode. And um, she was like, I really like your outfit. I really like the matching thing. So, so far. Wow. That's more interactions I've ever had with my neighbors. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. They're a lot more friendly in that neighborhood. Like my other neighbors in my old neighborhood, when I would walk by, like no one said anything. anything. Yeah, that seems nice. Mm -hmm. The only time I had any conversation with one of my neighbors was during the pandemic and we were like all taking groceries and it was all like, ah, eh, groceries. And then they wanted to clarify where we live because they wanted to, you know, talk shit about someone else on our street. And I was like, oh, we are ready to talk shit. (laughs) Uh, okay. Well, that's the life updates for us. I know that you all were dying to hear, except for the two people mm. who hate when we talk about ourselves at the beginning of the podcast. It's not all about you guys. Well, it is. Oh, uh, okay. Well, we're going to get into our update and quick little disclaimer for all of the anti-vaxxers. You need to leave before you get your feelings hurt. Okay. Bye. Goodbye. Or you're consenting to get your feelings hurt. In which case, shut the fuck up. So let's get into the update. I called in just a couple episodes ago about my friend not telling me they were vaccinated while we were on vacation, which was super fun. And I guess I wanted to clarify like some stuff you guys brought up in the podcast because I did not make that clear in my call at all. But um, basically, yes... My one friend did straight up lie to me like a couple months before and was like, yes, I am vaccinated. So I was like, oh, okay. And we were going like this vacation that we planned was not like, oh, let's go party in Vegas. Like we were going to a remote area to just like enjoy the outdoors, but still like we were driving through some like pretty big cities and stuff. But that was like, you know, he told me like, oh yeah, I'm vaccinated back in like June. Mm -hmm. And so I got home from school like after finishing school and like all summer was like told like oh okay you're vaccinated so all summer in my hometown which is south southern u.s small town no one's vaccinated covid's rampant vibes that like he was vaccinated 
So we were doing all these things, you know, at the time because Delta, Miss Delta hadn't like truly mm-hmm. fully entered the chat to the extent that she has now. So that was like also really kind of disarming because I was like, well, I've been doing stuff with you all summer. So that happened. And I was clear with both of them before we left. I was like, we have to make sure we're careful. Like we still need to be wearing masks because at the time of the summer that we went, it was like, you know, Delta was trying to pick up. It was on our radar. We were like, hmm, okay. Like we've all spent a lot of money. We're still going to go. We're going to a really remote area. Like we probably won't see that many people. I was like safer with it. If we'd gone anywhere else, I would have said, no, like we're not doing that regardless of being vaccinated or not. Um, So yeah, essentially what happened is they lied to me. I just like, didn't really know what to say because I had a really hard summer. Like I had a really close family member pass away. My parent had to quit their job. Like I graduated college. Then I moved across the U.S. Like it was just like one thing after another. So I was like, I really want vacation time to just vibe and not like worry about all that. So when this happened, I was like, well, shit, like I pay for this vacation. I don't want to ruin it, you know? And I also don't want to just like totally ruin one of my relationships with my really good friends out of just like pure anger. But essentially what happened in the moment is like my other friend that was with me, like made a joke about not being vaccinated. And then before I could just like say anything, my friend who's not vaccinated didn't like, you know, we were sitting all down together. And they told me, and I was just like shocked. And then he just started going in like, well, you don't know what the data is like truly like none of us really know if we get it as a young person, we're probably going to be fine. And literally said like, like, it's my choice at the end of the day. No one can take that away from me. Like just as much as like, if you were to go and make a medical choice about like aborting a child, that would be like the same thing. And I was like, okay, no, but like, that's also super disrespectful to even, that's just a non sequitur to like bring up in this conversation. So all of this stuff was hitting the fan and I just kind of sat there like shocked because I just didn't know what to say. So that's what happened in the original call. We went through vacation, you know, it was fine. And by the end of the week, like we were there for a couple of days. And by the end of the vacation, you know, we were all sitting outside eating somewhere and they were like, well, I'm glad we can joke about the vaccine stuff now. Like, I'm glad that you're cool with it. You haven't like thrown a bitch fit the whole week. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) cute, cute, nice. And I just didn't, again, I think didn't say anything, which was not a good response. No, you're allowed to not say anything. You had a fucking rough year. You wanted a vacation and you are like two against one. Like, not to sound aggressive, but like, don't beat yourself up about for like not saying things in the moment. And these are two, are these two men or two women? Men. Okay. Yeah. Do not b- beat yourself up at all about like not saying anything in the moment. Right. Sorry. And, not you, to were, cut you, and off. you were off somewhere secluded. You had no way of getting away. You were trying to keep the peace until you yep. got home. Yep. Yeah. And so I don't know. I, I was just kind of like, oh, haha. Well, then we got back and I gave it like a week and I just didn't speak to either of them. And then I talked to my one friend because I was leaving a couple of weeks afterwards to move across the country to start a PhD in a natural science, which is the other reason that pissed me this off so much is that like, I'm going to get a PhD in a natural science. Like, you know, damn well how I feel about all of this, you right. know, like you can't convince me. I'm sorry to be an asshole, but like, you cannot convince me otherwise of like mm-hmm. vaccine efficacy. So 
I, I just kind of took a week and then I just called my friend and I was like, Hey, like, I need to talk to you because they had asked me like, we need to hang out before you move. And this is like early August. So Delta was really starting to like pick up. And I was like, you know, I'm really going to be honest. Like I'm not comfortable with that. And I just kind of left it at that. And they were like, why is this because of the vaccine BS? And I was like, it's not BS. Clearly we need to talk about this very like, and I'm not going to do it over text. Like I need to speak to you in person over the phone about this. Like we're not going to meet up, but like, I need to speak to you over the phone. And I basically called him and I was like, you know, I, I just feel really upset that you didn't let me like speak at all. Like it was really disarming. And any other time that you would have been in that situation, like I know damn well you would have spoken up. And I really don't think that like we need to be seeing each other anymore. And of course he got really, really upset. He was like, well, I don't understand why you're so worried about it. Like you're vaccinated. What do you have to lose? And I was just kind of like, well, I have a lot to lose. I have an immunocompromised sibling. I have an older mom. Like I'm moving across the country in a few weeks. Like I do have a lot to lose. Not that the vaccine efficacy, you know, isn't real because, you know, against Delta and everything, but there's a higher chance now that I could potentially get it. So I do have a lot to lose. And I'm really shocked that you don't have a lot to lose. And so I just basically set a boundary of like, I'm not seeing you. Sorry, not sorry. You're really that pressed about it. FaceTime me. Because at this point, I don't know what to do. He was kind of shocked in that sense because I was so done and so upset and so pissed that I just was very blunt after not saying anything this whole time. But I don't know. I guess like it's been, it's just been really hard because I've had so many friends and family members in my life who've had to do this to people. It still made me feel bad to like have to say that to one of my best friends. But luckily, I set that boundary. We didn't see each other. We didn't talk. He actually ended up reaching back out and was like, you know, I really respect the fact that you made that boundary, that you were willing to do that, even though initially you felt super uncomfortable doing that clearly because you didn't say anything to us. And I know it's really daunting to like bring this really contentious subject up. And even though like, I'm still not going to get vaccinated, whatever. He's like, I respect the fact that you are like, willing to create those boundaries for yourself and was really receptive and apologized profusely and all of that. So I guess like, I'm just really glad and proud of myself. And I hope to be able to encourage other people that like, it's hard. It is hard. Anytime you have to cut someone out of your life for whatever reason, you guys have talked about this a lot on the show too. Like Mm -hmm. it's hard. It's tricky. It's not like flipping off a light switch. Like some, for some people, it is that easy for others. It's not. But I just like hope to be able to illustrate a little bit that like at the end of the day, it's your own health and safety on the line and the health and safety of other people. And if your friends refuse to see that, like that's their loss, like you've done all you can. And at the end of the day, you might even be garnering respect that you didn't realize you could by setting a boundary, which is really important. That's basically all that happened. Still not going to get vaccinated. And I said, well, cool. Until you do, we'll just keep talking over the phone. Like very cordial, cordial about it at that point. Cause I got all my like pissed off energy out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely appreciated you guys' help. And I feel really bad. I didn't say all of that in the original call, like the whole situation. No, 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 don't, no, don't worry at all. I mean, everybody gets caught up on, like we forget to say stuff in calls when we like listen and Mm -hmm. like all of that kind of stuff. So don't worry about it. Did he apologize for lying specifically? No, 
that's the thing. So he was like, well, I'm really sorry that like, we kind of came after you and we want you to know that we still respect you. Like, that's a Especially lie. That's someone. a lie. Like yeah. I say yeah. this, like you're fucking great. Like I would be friends with you. Like yeah, you agreed. seem like you are very much like not even just on this topic, but just like you're our vibe. We're very mm-hmm. good at reading vibes. <laughs> you have our vibe. And like, yeah. we hate everybody. And like, <laughs> I'm just telling you, like he is full of even the whole, like there's nothing I hate more. And I don't mean this at all because like this can still feel like a really great thing for you because like you did a wonderful job setting your boundary. I hate when people who you've set a boundary with reach out to you to say, thank you so much. That's a good job on sending, setting that boundary. Great. Like, cause what the fuck are you supposed to say to that? Cause you're just like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go me. And then it's, but it is kind of just like this. I just want to let you know that like my opinion of you, I'm thinking highly of you. So I hope like blah, blah, blah. And like, it's just this like fucking self righteous shit that it's also like, you've created this boundary that like, Yes, you're not talking to him in person, but like he's reaching out, still not saying that he's getting vaccinated. So it's like, I'm going to cross your boundary to like talk Mm -hmm. about your boundary with you, which is not technically crossing that specific boundary that you made. But like he and your other friend, like this whole note, like they're just talking out of their asses. And like, this is something that like, we literally, our last update call, we like just had was with someone who, it was the same like COVID anti-vaccine yeah, one. She brought you up. She yeah. did. She's like, it reminds me of this call. We're like, we're talking to her next. <laughs> but like, there is something of like feeling this sense of guilt and feeling like a bad person. But I think really what it boils down to is like there is a lot of like embarrassment that we harbor that we have friends or people we've associated with who are like this. It's like, this is mortifying to have someone that you're like, what the fuck? Like, this is like, and like, not that I'm saying that you should feel like that there's anything wrong with you at all. But like when I have had friends who've done stupid shit like this, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Or said like really sexist comments. I'm like, what have I done to make this seem like I am the audience for this? Like, what the fuck? And like, it can be hard to kind of like register with that it feels like an innately prideful thing when it's not this is like nobody could have expected maybe some people could have expected like how disgusting and selfish and like murderous so many people are that they're like i just want to kill people but what he is saying has absolutely no merit and like value to it because he's saying we really respect you show me show me how the fuck you respected me in the past show me like it is to me what he's saying not to like tell you how to live your life but like it is just kind of like a little too late. And like in the words of Jojo, a little too late. And you also like haven't done anything to change this like massive thing, like flawed thing that you did and like are still participating in. And yet you still expect me to hang around and be your friend. And you're going to pat me on the head and say, what a good person I am while you're just gallivanting off being like an absolute piece of shit Mm -hmm. with legs, like fuck off. And it's like, it's hard because you know, I was like, well, I appreciate that you guys like, quote unquote, respect me and my profession. And like the fact that I'm, you know, literally going to be a scientist in training mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, to save the world. Literally. I mean, yeah, it's just like I said, I, I respect that. I, I appreciate you guys think of me like that. But until like I see you starting to act differently, like this is just going to be the same vibe. You can say all of that, but like, until you really start to show me in the future that like this is how that that those words are verified by actions like I just am not going to be super involved like I can't be because I just don't need to be disrespected on a daily basis all the time by my friends like I don't need to do that (laughs) respect is a verb not a noun wow put that on a fucking t-shirt to me their response 
is backpedaling because they are shocked uh, and obviously that they were not able to pull this one over you. Like they, they are shocked that you had this response later on and that they thought that they could get away with it. But it's also so fucking perfectly timed because you're closer with this one guy, right? Specifically? I'm kind of close with both of them equally. I okay. But the one who lied to you, so like, so one lied to you and then like they wait until it's two against one and you're in the middle of the fucking woods to bring that up. Tell me that's yeah. not a fucking flaccid dick move. Like, oh, I'm afraid. Like, it's like they set it up perfectly in a way that you would not. And that's also like really sketchy that it's like you would wait to tell someone that like when you're in the middle of a fucking like remote area, just you guys like, it's like, I'm going to purposely make a situation in which you do not feel comfortable or safe to obviously express all of this kind of stuff. And then we're going to pile it on on you. Like that to me is just like a intentional dick move and like very fucked up. And like, I, again, I'm not telling you how to live your life. And like, if you want to maintain like a FaceTime relationship with him, go for it. But like these people to me just sound like not only are they idiots, like they don't appreciate you and they're just kind of like blowing smoke up your ass and like saying these things that like, and like that doesn't negate any past friendship that you have and that they have like respect for you and all in these other things. But I think that like, you can respect me, you can respect all X, Y, and Z, but if you cannot respect morality, like protecting other people and coming together as like an entire world to like face this thing and deal with that, then like you don't respect me because you you might respect me on a professional level, on a friendship level, but you don't respect me on a human level. And like that overrides that to me. But like, I understand, like, I mean, you had so much change in like moving and doing all of this kind like starting all this other stuff that like those friendships that you had for a long time and that kind of stuff, like it's would be insane of me to be like, don't be friends with this person anymore because like that's a huge, a huge thing. But I think like you setting a boundary is like the first step in, I mean, sometimes when I've set boundaries with people after a couple months, I'm like, well, nothing's changing. And like, I don't want to fucking hang out with you anymore. And it's kind of like a slow fade. So maybe, the, I don't know. Yeah. And like, it's hard. I mean, all of us are in such different phases of my life right now. And my friend like did point out that our friendship has been very much because I have been friends with these guys for so long. We've grown up together, you know, went through the whole tomboy phase with like them being my friends. Like we've been such a unit that like, I do feel like all of us peacock a lot to each other. And he pointed yeah. that out. He was like, that's something we all need to work on. I'm like, I agree. I agree that we need to work on like not peacocking. But like example A, let's start here because I can't really pinpoint a time and correct me if I'm wrong that I have like brought something like this up in such a way that feels like I'm being set up because what you guys did felt like I was being set up and I don't need that in my life and around me and I don't need that energy. So please point me to a way I've done that to you. Otherwise, like really consider it in your nav- in navigating your relationships with your other friends and especially women because they are not not going to appreciate that shit being thrown on them. Like what might seem like a joke to you is another person feeling like they're being self self sabotaging and made to think that they're wrong. And like, that's just not cool. And you guys are better than that too. Like I've been friends with you guys for long enough to know that like, you don't need to act like this. Like, I really don't know where that's coming from, but Hmm. it's also just men. I don't know. Like it's also just men. So God, I low key hate them for you. Like a lot. And by low key, I mean high key. This just pisses me off because you're great. When an issue is brought up, 
like, and then them being like, well, we all do this thing that we should all stop doing. Like, it's like, fuck off. We're not talking about me. I'm perfect. I didn't do anything. You fucking idiot. Like this is on you, but like Mm -hmm. making this like a group project that we all need to do better on and all of that kind of stuff. Like it is just so minimizing and like, it does suck because like when you have been friends with someone for so long, like you also expect better of them. And like, you want to hold them to a higher standard because like, not only do you want to be surrounded with people like that, but like you love that person and like you want to see them do like the best that they can. But I hope they have like leaps and bounds of like education and like understanding and all of that kind of stuff. But like you have so much other shit going on and all of that. Like I would fo- if I were you, I would like focus my energy on like friends who are really aligned with you and all of this stuff because like they have so much learning to do that like you are not the teacher in that. That's like not your responsibility. And like, they can come back around when they're ready to take the test. But like, you don't have to be the one hand-holding them through this kind of stuff to anyone. Like, especially women in general, when it comes to men, if anyone feels like they have to do that to like their partner or like their male friends or whatever, like you feel the responsibility that if you don't do it, no one else will. Those people are not fucking ready. They're not ready. Like it should not matter that laborious task is someone who should be paid. Yeah. Guys are always right on the money. Of course. (laughs) No, you're more measured. I probably would have, I would have lost my shit and not in like an eloquent good way. I would have been swearing, name calling. Like I would have lost my mind. See, I would have internalized it while we were there. And then as soon as like, it was time for us to depart ways, then that's when I would have went off on them. And I would have been angry and seething the whole time. Yeah, that's what my sister told me to do. She literally told me, she was like, you should have just like went off on them like as a parting note. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Goodbye, like, everybody. Mm-hmm. Have a blessed day. Fuck you. Yeah. And it's just like, it's generally just really hard, I think too, like in the age of COVID for people to understand that like, you know, these buzzwords of like medical freedom, personal choice, like at the end of the day, they're all thinking like, I, 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 me, me, me. And they fail mm-hmm. to realize that this is a public health problem. The word public is there. Your actions affect another person. It's like going to the amusement park and not putting your seatbelt on. It's like driving drunk. It's what that is. And like, it's these things affect other people. And I, my whole thing is like, these Sony people are so loudly wrong. Just understanding about how long vaccines stay in your system. Like all of these kinds of things that like people who want to get educated on it, there's a huge difference between vaccine hesitant people and anti-vaxxers vaccine. And we've had so many conversations about this, but vaccine hesitant people are people who are like, I am hesitant about this vaccine. Let me go do this research so I can quell my worries and understand this more. So I am ready and able and prepared when I am able to get the vaccine and anti-vaxxers have no desire to have their mind changed and their, and any of that kind of stuff. And that is like talking to a fucking brick wall because there's no initiative behind it the only initiative is like misinformation and disinformation which is yeah it's especially frustrating like colleagues of mine that are scientists and then colleagues of mine that are medical professionals because they're seeing these like words that are in their vocabulary like body autonomy medical freedom like stuff that would pertain to you know signing a dnr stuff like that like get twisted around to Mm -hmm. fit a narrative that is just not evidence-based Right. It literally feels like Mad Libs. Like it literally yeah. feels like Mad Libs. Where I'm like, none of these things make sense in the sentence that you're using. Yeah. Yeah. One of my best friends is a doctor and she's just tired. Like, 
every day I check in on her just to see how she is because it's just like she's losing people all the time and then like long-term patients that are anti-vaxxers. So much of it could be prevented and then people just don't want to do it. Yeah, people are way more stupid than I thought they were. And Mm -hmm. I didn't even go to college. And I'm like, this is embarrassing for all of you bitches. Yeah. Oh, well, I hope that moving forward, your life is not stressful. And like, I wish you the best of luck on school, career, all of that. PhD, dissertation. What else do you do in a PhD? I'm trying to remember. Studying. I honestly don't even know. I don't even know yet. <laughs> well, I think it's, I'm very excited for you. And um, I hope you're coming this the maybe 2022 better than last year and all of that kind of stuff. But you seem like a very awesome like great person with like I hate to be like you got a good head on your shoulders kid you really do yeah you like you 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 seem to really like not only like know yourself but like creating those boundaries and like having this kind of like bird's eye view of like your life and like bigger picture and all that kind of stuff and I see great things in your future and if you you ever need me to just like egg these boys' house like do anything like (laughs) just let me know because I totally can (laughs) Thank you, guys. Thank I you. It a lot. Of course. Well, I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. I hate these people. Not her. I love her. She's great. We talked about this off mic afterwards that like I am so decisive and I'm like so all or nothing. I'm a big co- ghoster. I'm okay cutting people off. Like I'm doing all that. I've also like, I will say like have gotten a lot better at that now. And like now, since I've set that precedent in my life, I don't like to backtrack Mm -hmm. because it's detrimental to like the progress that I've like made in my life. So I definitely can come at these things in like a very black and white way of thinking. And I understand that that is not so easy or clear cut for other people. And sometimes I also just hope that like when I come in that hot, that they're not going to obviously do everything. They're not going to get on my full team, but maybe it'll inch them a little bit closer to like give them mm-hmm. the confidence of like, look how mad I would be. You're allowed to be. Right. You don't have to like suppress. And maybe go educate yourself. Yeah. All right. Brandy. Yep. Hi, I'm 22 years old. My best friend is 23. We both use the pronouns she, her, and hers. I'm calling to confirm I'm not crazy and that this chick is jealous of me or straight up using me. We met in the fifth grade and didn't become best friends until the 11th grade. In 2016, I moved away for college and she stayed in our hometown because she couldn't afford to study. She moved out of her toxic household and now lives with an ex 25 minutes away from our hometown. I graduated during the pandemic, so my mom, dad, and I celebrated at the house. I sent her photos and she didn't respond for two days. She said congrats, followed by a paragraph about how me graduating was a slap to her face and how she feels bad about not going to school. When I got into my top choice of graduate school, silence once again. Three months ago, she texted me, I'm in a dark place and I need some company because her on and off boyfriend officially broke things off and is moving out. On my way to her house, she texts me that she has a small bag of laundry if we can go to the laundromat and talk while it's washing. The bag was actually huge and it took both of us to carry into my car. I also took her to her overnight shift because she didn't have money for an Uber. I spent the whole day just doing errands for her when originally I just went for support. Then a month after this, she texts me that she's upset that we haven't been hanging out. We make plans to go to her house after work. Turns out she only wanted me to go so that I can give her a ride back to town so that she can hang out with her sister and other friends. I didn't get invited to join them until we were literally two blocks away from her sister's crib. I obviously declined the offer. She constantly compares my relationship to hers. She says things like, at least blank shows you love and he takes you on dates and posts you. That must be nice. 
she also sometimes makes me uncomfortable because she makes so many comments about how my boyfriend is attractive and he's not really that cute. The tip of the iceberg was three weeks ago. It's important to say that I make a lot more money than her because of my degree. She asks me to borrow $100 on Tuesday for her Ubers to work and says that she'll be paying me back on Friday. Since her boyfriend is moving out, she's tighter on money than before, so I say fine. Weekend comes and she doesn't pay me back, but she posts herself going to Six Flags on Friday, out to the club on Saturday and Sunday. We had planned to go out the following Friday. When the Friday comes, she suggests that we just go to dinner near her house and drink at her house afterwards because she's broke. I ended up paying for the dinner and she didn't even have for the tip. But when we got to her house, she proceeded to show me all the things that she bought over the weekend and talk about how she had so much fun with her other friends last weekend and that they had spent over $300 on drinks and food. All in all, I think she's jealous because I have a great relationship with my parents, a loving boyfriend, and money is not really an issue for me. I have worked hard to create the life I have, and I'm proud of it. She's walking on a different path of life, and since her boyfriend is moving out, she's going to be asking for more money and favors that she won't be able to pay back. I'm quite passive unless provoked because I'm very empathetic. I understand people are just projecting their insecurities, but your insecurities are frankly not my problem. I don't know how to distance myself without the confrontation. She is very hostile and I'm nervous to do so. Oh, and the girl won't get vaccinated because she never got sick. But I was literally in bed for two weeks and lost 10 pounds because of COVID. But fuck me, right? Ma'am. Ma'am, you are doing the world a disservice by not being confrontational. I know. She's got, it's all bottled up inside of yeah. her. And then it came out in this call. First of all. My nipples are hard. I loved it. <laughs> my nipples actually are hard. And um, you get a sparkly uh, diamond. I could hear you turn the paper during mm -hmm. this. And slip. <laughs> Just know that like, I wish the world and the people who have wronged you could see this energy face to face. And I totally understand that some people like, you know, when you talk about with your friends, like you talk about it so differently than you do when you're like faced with this. But like you, you, you could hurt her feelings so well, mm -hmm. like just so quick. She's a user. This is, <laughs> I feel like the same thing applies. Like sometimes dump him, dump her, dump them, dump her as a friend. Yeah, this is like she's not even your friend. She's using you. Yeah, it's like you're her babysitter, her personal assistant. Yeah, this is just like so weird. I think like regardless of the origin of like. Sometimes like we can find it in ourselves, especially because we've been friends for so long that I get trying to be like, well, maybe she's like, I think that she's jealous of X, Y, and Z and all of that. Like, okay, it's honestly irrelevant. Like she's just like a shitty friend. And like when people are going through stuff or are like reacting a certain way and all of that, sure, I can therapize you and think why you're doing this or what the origin of this is. But unless like we are on the mend and working on it, I'm not going to use that as like a excuse for repeated behavior mm -hmm. and like zero growth. Also, because like, I'm also just assuming that and like, you also could just be like a shitty friend, just like a shitty person. So I think if she is like, you said, like really hostile and all of that, I think you just send a text message and you're like, here's the thing. I have really enjoyed our time being friends growing up. And you obviously like meant a lot to me like throughout the years. I just don't think that we are doing super great as friends as adults right now. And I haven't felt like this friendship is being reciprocated. Yeah. And I haven't really felt like, like appreciated or respected in this friendship. And I, I'm done putting in this time and effort when like I'm not getting anything in return and I just feel kind of used and maybe later down the road like we can come back together and things will change between us but like I am just I'm done for now yeah and then snip snip we do need to loop back did you say your boyfriend's not that cute because if so iconic and that is how we should humble our men every day <laughs> yeah because it sounded like you said you said she talks about how attractive my boyfriend is but he's not that cute 
like, are you saying that sometimes she says he's attractive and sometimes she says that he's not attractive? But the, but are you saying that you don't think he's that cute? Because it was That's great. so iconic. And like, I, I choose to believe the latter because like, sure, the former makes sense. Like your boyfriend's like, imagine her saying like, I think your boyfriend's really attractive, but he's like, not that cute. Mm-hmm. Versus like, I think your boyfriend's really attractive. And then you, he's not that, that cute. Like, right. Like that is just... Men should treat us like queens and this is how we should keep them in line. <laughs> we should be like, you're not that cute. Like, you're not that hot shit. What was the one other one you want to loop back to? She went to the club on a Sunday. <laughs> oh my God. What a loser. <laughs> Who goes to the club on Sunday? What a fucking loser. What a loser. Uh, Maybe it was a three-day weekend, but even so. Maybe it's like, you know, what's the gay bar that everybody goes to? The Abbey? The Abbey, the Abbey is canceled. Had. I know, but if they had like a brunch situation. Oh, like, like drag a, brunch. Yeah. Okay. That's the only way that I would say maybe. But like if she like Sunday night Sunday night. Eleven PM, she has her club clothes on. Fucking to- platforms. It better have been a day fuck a day club. You go out at the club on Sunday. I didn't even know they were open on Sunday nights. <laughs> That's insane to me. Uh yeah. This is just like not a friendship. And I think this is just like you know, you've been friends with someone for so long, it just becomes like a habit. Mm-hmm. And that's what this is. Like this, like your relationship with her is just like habitual and like a reflex. She really puts the bitch in her bitch. <laughs> Facts. That was good. Yeah, cut her off. Cut her off. And then also after, this is what we always do when we talk about like, if you're going to send something before ghosting, you send that message and then you either block them or you like delete their phone number, like mute them on social, block them on social, do all of that stuff. Like don't wait for a response and don't invite it to be a conversation because Mm -hmm. like you said, she's hostile specifically. And like, it's, there's no point. She's just going to try and hurt your feelings. And so make sure that your text message doesn't have, um, she will still find a response and like, she will still respond, but make sure there is no like questions that need to be left answered or anything like that. Have it be like, the beginning, middle, and end of everything you have to say, and then you don't have to respond moving forward. Yep. I can't believe she asked her for $100 and went to Six Flags. Fuck these people. Club on a Sunday? What do you wear? Like an Easter brunch dress? <laughs> like fucking Reformation? Church ready. Like you go oh, from church. You definitely wear a wedge. Yeah. Okay. Should we get on to the next? Why not? Take a crazy chance. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I am 21 years old, and I use she, her pronouns, and I'm going to be a asking advice about my boyfriend who's 23 years old and uses he, him pronouns. We've been dating for a year and a half and I love him a lot. We have a really, really good relationship. Uh, We're very different, but we make it work. He's really, really, really smart, like book smart. And I (laughs) am not. Uh, And he's super into politics. He's taught me a lot during our relationship, and because of him, I'm much more aware and educated on political issues, which I'm super, super grateful for. However, I hate debating, and he loves it. He's also just a very confrontational person in nature, and I am not. Uh, It makes me very anxious to my core. And he always tries to debate with me about every political issue. Anytime we disagree, I get really frustrated with him and because I love him. I don't want to be mad at him. So I tell him we'll agree to disagree because I hate debating and he gets frustrated whenever I give him that response. We got into a fight about it last night because he tried to debate with me about something and I immediately was like, I hate debating. 
I always tell you I hate debating and you never listen to me. And he was like, well, it's something I like to do and I want to have intellectual conversations with you and we always do what you want to do and never what I want to do and blah, 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 blah. And I guess my question <laughs> is, am I the asshole for not wanting to debate with my boyfriend? Because I feel like it's pretty blatant that that's like not normal. <laughs> Like, it's not normal for couples to debate, but I don't know if I should just humor him or whatever because it's, like, important to him, but it genuinely makes me uncomfortable. Also, we're both liberal. Just figured I should mention that. Yeah, thanks, guys. I love you. I'm a long-time listener, and yeah, thank you. Thank you for finally including that you were liberal. The whole time we were like, "Ah, ah, whose side? So that makes a huge difference. And because of that, I find this not problematic, but just so fucking annoying. And some people do really like this. Like I've had friends who've dated guys who like live to debate Mm -hmm. and like they are also. And there's girls that are very much into it too. Yeah. And like that is like definitely like him wanting that in a relationship is totally valid. And it is something a lot of people are like, like, I want someone to call me out my bullshit. I want somebody to tell me when I'm blah, blah, blah. Like I want to be able to like, have debates and those kinds of talk like conversations with people i know it sounds like it's not a huge thing but like that is a really big thing yeah i couldn't be with someone who like really loves to debate it makes you combative like if you're both not into it it makes you combative feelings can get hurt some people just like to argue but like if you're not into it you're not into it because you're just going to get mad and frustrated and i'm sure that's not what he wants yeah there's he said that he wants someone that he can have intellectual discussions with you can have conversations but you don't have to be combative and debate over them that also kind of felt like a read like that was a little i would have been insulted if he said that to me the only way you can have an intellectual conversation with me is you not to like put words in your mouth but like essentially mansplaining something to me or like because that's the thing that like you don't want to debate and when you take away two consenting active participants in a debate and it's one dude just turned into kind of like mansplaining his opinion to you and i would have been offended by like we don't have any other into like this is the only way that we can have intellectual conversation because you are the one dominating it yeah because you think you're smarter than me well he she said that he taught her about politics and helped her open her eyes to some things so it's like he's trying to fight with you over things but now he's fighting to teach you Yeah. He's like teaching you a lesson. Mm -hmm. Like, and like you said, like this shouldn't be working for him because it's not working for you. Mm -hmm. And that's an issue. Like if this is still like scratching that debate itch, I'm like, maybe you're not into someone you can debate with. Maybe you're into like mansplaining. Like maybe you're into that. Maybe you're into dominating conversation, regardless of who gets caught in the crossfire, like, and you're okay with hurting feelings and like causing turmoil at the sake of like well i like this so Mm -hmm. who cares how you feel right so i think it sounds like a trivial thing but i think that you have to have like a sit down conversation with him and be like okay we have been going back and forth on this for a really long time and i've said over and over and over again that like i really don't like debating and it feels like he's being brought up and this is something that like i'm not budging on i really don't like it it like feels really hostile regardless of what your intentions are regardless of how lighthearted you find this that's not how it is to me And if that is something that you need in a relationship, like this is not the relationship for you. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to 
budge on that. I like having intellectual conversation through. I like being able to talk about like what we read in the news today. I like being able to talk about that kind of stuff. But like, I hate debating. Mm -hmm. If he wants to debate, go join an adult debate club. I don't like, like I already said, that comment about like, I want to have intellectual, intellectually stimulating conversations with you and making him being like, I'm the only way we can do that. But I also don't like how he's like, it's just like kind of like a whiny bitch, like a whiny mm-hmm. thing afterwards. Like, well, we never do things that we always do what you want to do, never what I want to do. And it's like, are you doing things that make you uncomfortable? Yeah. Like, let me in that situation, I would be like, please let me know. I would never want you to feel the way that I feel mm-hmm. when we're debating with another activity that we do. So, like, can you let me know what that is? Yeah. But like, but anyone like throws like, well, you know, reverse it's what you do that I don't like. I'm like, that's does not help at all. Yeah. It negates that argument at all because you're only using it to try and get out of being of my hurt feelings for something else tell him to go join toastmasters that is adult debate club yeah i mean and i also think that like for him you guys are on the same side of politics he's playing devil's advocate that's what he's doing like because usually in a debate you take this the side that you are against because then you know what the other person's going to come back yeah i just think that like the origin of this of like he's really been able to teach you a lot about stuff and like made you like just more aware of these things like that's great he should be leaving it at that Mm -hmm. but like it doesn't seem like that was enough so creating that like firm it's not an ultimatum it's just like this is what I, i cannot give you this if you need that this is not the relationship for you and just be like if you need some time to think about it i don't know if you guys live together or whatever but if you're like you need some time to think about it how about like let's meet up in a week and we can talk or meet up in a couple days or something like that you already have been creating this boundary that he's repeatedly been stepping on over and now that someone's done that it's like okay this is where we're at and this is where i'm at done so moths and i are the exact opposite like if we even we were talking about something tonight it wasn't even a debate but i said something and he goes, oh, no, no, no. We're not getting off on that exit. Go back. Get off that ramp. Go back. And he's like, back on the freeway. Moving on. And like very much like there's no point because we're also both like really, really stubborn. And it's not fun for either of us because neither of us can win. And that's the other debate thing that I'm like, someone always has to win. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Okay. We're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time and I just got my, I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, a, a secondary of my package and I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function, there it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious like it's it's so good i've even like had it on like ice and been like i'm drinking like a drink drink like you can throw a little straw in there oh and and it's it's delicious it's so good and i just i love they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like you know medically need some electrolytes but also if you're working out if you're sweating hot summer day you're going to an amusement park you're on your feet for a long period of time all of that um most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need yeah i drink mine specifically when i am working out it's my beverage while i'm working out i just take one stick of the hydrate mix it in with my bottle of water 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there they also have the all-in-one shakes which i absolutely love i'm running low so i gotta get some more but um i love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have 310's four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code BLAMEME right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code BLAMEME. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. 
This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like, you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like wait this, I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley. And we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The ministry of time is like, people are calling it like, if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. We are back for the break. We're going to get into the rest of the calls. Hi, Megan and Melissa. So I'm calling in about a uh, tricky situation. I'm a female pronoun she, her, and the male in the situation is my friends with benefits from last year, pronouns he, him. And him and I began our friends with benefits situation before the pandemic. Then our university kind of um, evacuated everyone, sent everyone home for the pandemic. And um, the following 
semester, him and I both lived alone um, separately, and we both um, were distant. We socially distanced for everyone, and um, I'm sure he'll judge the situation, but um, we did hook up for the entire year, and we were pretty safe with COVID. Now we're both vaccinated. This past February is when we stopped hooking up, and um, he was rushing a fraternity, and I was talking to someone, as was he, so we both sort of faded away from each other. Now uh, we're talking again. And I'm a little bit nervous about where this is going because the fraternity that he's joined has had a lot of allegations with sexual assault on campus, so much so that um, their chapter is no longer instated at my university. Um, the house that they live in is like the biggest one on campus, and it still is standing because it's kind of the biggest frat in the country, and they have a lot of sponsors. It's still here, and they're working on getting it reinstated, actually. And I'm a little bit nervous because um, I don't know where this relationship would go, and I feel like the next natural step is for us to date. And I'm just not sure about, like, how that would look for me. Like, as a feminist, would this be okay to date somebody that's in this fraternity that has so many allegations against them? I'm not saying he has done anything. He's a new brother. The brothers that had allegations against them have since graduated. But then again, like, he's just associated with the place. And, of course, I don't want to say, like, he hasn't done anything because as much as I believe he hasn't, I know that there are men out there so many people would argue for them. I know their character. Like, they wouldn't do that, like, whatever they would say to defend these men. But, of course, you never know who's a predator, and nobody can really, you know, you never know people as well as you think they, that you do. So, I don't know. I'm probably messing this up. I hope that it's making sense. But, like, I don't want to defend him. But I do want to, like, say that I don't think he's like that. I know it sounds like I'm defending him, but I wouldn't sit past him, if you know what I mean. So, like... I feel like I'm talking too much and maybe not making sense, but I'm just looking for advice here on like what you think I should do. Um, if I should date this guy, um, who's in this fraternity and what that's going to look like for me, what my family would say, like what my friends would say, and if it's really worth it in the long run. Um, and I just don't know what to do. I know it sounds like I'm concerned about image and I kind of am, but there's just like a lot to it. Um, and the environment he's in. And I just don't know. So any advice you can give me, I would appreciate. Love the podcast. Bye. The thing that made me crank my neck was I wouldn't put it past him yeah. to be a predator. If you wouldn't put it past him, then why is this even up for discussion? Yeah. Did you have any fraternities like this on your campus that were like illegally? Because it's illegal recruitment. Like they're no. not allowed to be recruiting any new members, especially like from what you're saying, like it sounds like their chapter has been revoked. Yeah. Like the person that was over all of it, the faculty member that was over Greek life. Yeah. Priest, what's up? She's such a, like, very by the rules. If she found out about something like that, we shut down immediately. Every school should have one of those yeah. people. Yeah. So we have this at my school uh, a lot. We specific one that comes to mind that was charter. I'm pretty sure their full charter was revoked or it was very close to it. Very much similar situation to this was SAE. And I, at the time, an active member of a sorority, SAE was like, no, they're bad. But we had Fiji. And part of me wonders if, I mean, if anybody has not looked into and like massive trigger warning, I'm not going to talk about it here, but if you want to look into the uh, University of Nebraska-Lincoln, the stuff that's happening with the Fiji house is horrendous and sadly incredibly common. Um, and part of my huge issue with IFC and national stuff is that these things get buried under an organization that is not even there and has an image to protect and it's not members and not people or anyone in general. I mean, they have they're protecting their image and like their members. So 
Fiji at my school was not allowed to recruit. They were kicked off for repeatedly roofing people. There was this like weird thing about girls were like, oh, they're still like really hot and they're like really cool, like blah, blah, blah. And like, I was kind of brainwashed into that. Like I was definitely sketched out always. And like, they were not who I really wanted to hang out with or spend time with. But all of that to say, I did not know anyone or was friends with anyone who then went out of their way to rush and pledge one of the fraternities that had been, whether temporarily or permanently, kicked off of our campus for similar things. And there is a reason why you rush. And like, so similarly to your sorority experience, like fraternities, IFC fraternities, you pick one and you, it's one. Mm -hmm. It's not like recruitment when you are going through a, a panhellenic sorority where you meet nine and like it's a matching kind of thing. Like you either get, I mean, you get recruited, someone's, they're trying to get you in and, and, or you are also trying to get into that fraternity. Choosing to be associated with a fraternity who has a horrible history like that, especially on your campus, it's an active choice. And it's a public one. Fraternities everywhere have had sexual assault cases that have been buried or people don't know or blah, blah, blah. But not all of them have been forward facing and people know. And so choosing that in spite and knowing what people are going to say, that is not a good person. Mm -hmm. You don't join that. You don't want to be associated with that. Like if you think about it in this way, these are a group of new people, whether he knew some before or whatever, but like, you are actively, as a man, choosing to associate yourself with a group of men who at this school historically have been caught for sexual assault. Mm -hmm. And that's what he wants to be a part of. That's what he wants to be a part of. And that's what he wants other people to know what, that he is a part of. You are going out about this in a really logical way. And I want to applaud you for that because like, as you're saying, I don't see that you're like, I don't necessarily see that as him, but also like, as as often as we know victims of sexual assault, we probably also also know rapists. Like there's no way that those numbers just don't add up in that way. And like, I think it's great that you can recognize that like, as much as you're trying to not defend him, I don't think you're trying to defend him. I think that you have feelings for him and you're trying to like justify the reasons why he would join this fraternity. But like, there is no good reason. Like, mm -hmm. think about it that way. Like if he's like, well, I really like these guys. And it's like, well, this they've done these horrible things. And like, you're also giving money to this organization that is doing this or it's also a legal rush. And again, like, I can't even stress like. You can't rush a like that's like very bad, like you're not supposed to do that. And like the charter can get in even more trouble. And the reason why they're off campus is because of this thing that is not what you want to be associated with, like for future employers, like any of that kind of stuff, like it is. You know, as so many straight dudes say, their worst nightmare is being accused of sexual assault. And it's like, so why are you going to go join a group of men who have been already accused and have faced the repercussions of that if you do not fit into that mold? Right. Worst case scenario, he is also a predator. Best case scenario. Which you said you wouldn't put it past him. That's what I cannot get past. Yeah. But then best case scenario, he defends sexual predators and mm -hmm. he justifies it. And he says the not all men argument, they're, they're good guys. 
it's like the kind of person who defends like Brock Turner and like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like there is no good option in which this happens because he can be friends with shitty fucking people and not be, be a part of that organization. You know, he just wants everybody to know. It's a hard pass. This is a hard, hard, hard pass. And if you also haven't looked into the stuff that happened at Nebraska, if you are at Nebraska and this is Fiji, no, 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 no. But yeah, if you haven't looked into that, I would. I think it'll open your eyes to how IFC fraternities have very much police force energy. Like, sure, maybe it's not every single person in there, but there it's enough and nobody is speaking up. And that's how these things keep happening over and over and over again. One bad apple spoils the bunch. Mm -hmm. And let's be honest, there are majority of fraternities like you have a lot of bad mm -hmm. apples and it becomes the whole frat. Like, I can't stress this enough for people who aren't in the Greek system. Like when I was in college, SIGEP, I loved SIGEP. There was not a guy in SIGEP I didn't like. I loved them. They were great. Phi maybe liked one. Didn't really like them. They did a bunch of coke at parties. Like I either liked the entire frat or I did not like the entire frat. Like there was no like they become like clones of each other. Like they become, you become who you're surrounded with and like having a reputation of being that, like I wouldn't want to hang out with these kinds of people. Cause like, that's not my vibe, but I find out you're in this fraternity that I really get along with. Like, great. Awesome. Like there are still bad people and good people everywhere, but like as a whole, it becomes such a hive mind kind of thing that like, that's also what they're rushed based on their idea, all of that kind of shit. Nah, 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 nah. It's definitely Pike or Fiji. Please let us know which it is because that's who my money's on. Is that who yours on? Yeah. Those are always Gross. the creepy ones. All right. Now time for the last call. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I love the podcast and could really use some advice on basically just how to deal with this situation. I'm struggling. I'm in Australia and as far as I know, everyone has been following COVID safe guidelines. I'm booked in for my vaccine. My mom's are both fully vaccinated as of a couple months ago. I just turned 24, my mom's 48, her wife's 38, and we all use she, her pronouns. My mom raised me on her own, although she's had some relationships in the past, it was never as complicated as this. Um, her and her wife have been together for about 10 years, married for three of those, they've bought a house, they've had two kids with IVF, my mom stopped working to look after them. She does pretty much everything related to the kids and look after the house and like, all of that stuff. My siblings are five and eight, I still live with them since I'm saving to buy a place with my boyfriend. Majority of this I've learned through my mom. Also, their relationship is non-monogamous. The agreement is that it's a free pass on one night stands, but anything more than that is not okay. Uh, so May this year, my stepmom says she's flirting with a woman, but my mom quickly figures out it's more than that. Several hour phone calls, multiple times a week, freaking out that she's been lying about where she's been. Uh, side note, lying about where you are. I feel it's extra shady during a pandemic when my mom and siblings all have different, all have different respiratory related health issues. She's on the phone to this woman instead of making the kids dinner, the one night a week my mom goes for an evening walk. So it's affecting their relationship and their parenting. Not that I think my stepmom's a great parent anyway. I think she's a very self-centered person, but I don't have time to go into that. So basically my mom tells her she needs to end it. My mom's been cheated on before and it's a deal breaker for her. My stepmom says it's fine, it's done. And then flash forward to a few weeks ago, my mom gets a gut feeling, opens the find my iPhone to see that my stepmom isn't at baseball where she said she'd be, but in this woman's suburb. My mom confronts her the next day and my stepmom lies to my mom's face multiple times before finally telling her where she was and then tries to gaslight my mom and blame her lying on my mom. So my mom says it's over. To top it off, not only is my stepmom this other woman's baseball coach, this woman is a 22-year-old international student with no prior sexual experience. 
And when my mom brought out how gross that was, that she's dating someone younger than me and close in age to her son, then to her, my stepmom's response was that she's really mature for her age. Gross. So now my stepmom's staying with her parents. I'm staying at my boyfriend since I really don't want to talk or look at my stepmom at the moment. My mom's in therapy. She's booked a therapist for the kids and given me resources to find a local one for myself. Uh, we've also been in lockdown the past couple of weeks and that's probably going to continue for a while. I'm still really mad and angry that my stepmom couldn't just have a conversation with my mom and tell her that it wasn't working so that they could work out what's best for the kids. But at the moment, my mom's the only one doing that. Any advice you could give would be very much appreciated. Also, my mom's very much an Aquarius. My stepmom's a Pisces and I'm a Virgo. I want to give your mom a hug. And you. I think that you're looking to do something. Mm-hmm. There's really no. nothing you can do. No, this is one of those things that like, you and you're like so mad. You're like, I just like, I want to punch. I like, this is the time that like you take a boxing class. Like this is the time that like you get that like aggression out in a physical sense, like through going on a run, like doing something like that because it feels like right now you just like need to tell her off and need to do all of that. But like, it sucks because you can't because that's still like your sibling's mom. And I mean, I would definitely recommend therapy and all of that. I think it's great that your mom's in therapy. I think it sucks that you, despite the fact that you are an adult, like you are having to like watch your mom go through this and like hear all of this kind of stuff that is still hard to process. I don't, I don't want to say like I'm playing devil's advocate because I'm not because again, doesn't need an advocate. But maybe she went about this in a really immature and hurtful way. Your mom has two wonderful kids out of it. You have two siblings out of this. And maybe this will be the shakeup in her life that she needs to learn to be a more present and better parent and will be a much better parent now that she's co-parenting. Like there could be... Do you really think that? No, but I'm saying like at the end, like it, it's when you're going through this stuff, when you can't outwardly hate her, sometimes I think like, if you need to lie to yourself a little bit to get through the day so you're not making it harder for your mom, unless your mom wants to like bitch about her and all of that stuff. But like, I'm okay with like lying to yourself a little bit to get through the day and like to pretend it was for the best or anything like that. But at the same time, like, I don't know what you can do because you can't tell her off unless your mom is okay with that. And like, no, I don't think that I think that's messy and like not productive or helpful for anybody. Mm hmm. Like, it's just one of those situations that's just shit. Yeah, I think you be there for your mom. You be there for your siblings. Not that you don't have to physically be there. If you physically being there is going to piss you off and make an uncomfortable situation because I'm sure you're hiding things from your younger siblings. They yeah. don't know completely what's going on. But just support them because, mm-hmm. I mean, clearly you're over it and you have been for a while because you know that this has been going on for a while. But your stepmom's gross. She's a predator. Yeah. There is nothing more of a red flag than when it's like, they're really mature. Mm-hmm. For th- Ugh. It's so gross. It, and the fact, how, like, how do you guys even know that she wasn't sexually experienced before? Yeah. That makes it, ugh. Yeah. It's just not, it's not a good situation. But I think it's, I think it's hard. And like, the kids will come to their own conclusions about their mom. They're still pretty young. Hopefully, she steps it up in the parenting department and she can't even step up one day a week. I'm just over this woman. I know. I don't know if co-parenting is like the 
best thing for them either. Yeah, well, that's what I would I also say. Like, I think like I obviously don't know how the court systems and di- divorce and all of that stuff works there. But like, I think a lot of the time we put huge emphasis on like the Kodak nuclear family, all of that, but specifically a two parent household. And it's I can tell you, like it is so irrelevant a two-parent household that is like two functioning parents, or even if it's like a two-parent household where it's like co-parenting and all of that, the best thing you can do for your kids is have responsible and loving and doting parents. And if that is parent, that is better than sacrificing that. Mm -hmm. I just can't get over like her one day a week that... She takes a walk? Yeah, that's like... But she couldn't even do that because stepmom's out being a creep well to me it doesn't sound like your mom if your mom needs permission to be like fuck you i'm taking the kids you don't do shit like she should fully do that but if she wants to like try and remain as civil as possible i think the best thing that you can do is a be there for her but then be like hey i know you're in therapy but let's keep the line of communication open because I think this is a wonderful pipe dream. I don't know if we can make it a reality. And I think if we can't make it the dream, we're not going to settle. I think that like then the settling is going to be settling for us. And these kids are never going to feel neglected a day in their life. They're never going to feel any of those kinds of things. But I think like, who knows what your mom wants? It might change what she like wants. Because I think like we all have that like image of like dream of what you want it to be. But yeah, she doesn't seem... She also doesn't seem like she really wants to be a mom. She doesn't want to be part of the family. When you hook up with someone that much younger than you, you want to be a teenager again. You don't want to be a mom. You don't want to be a parent. You don't want to have responsibilities of young kids. You think that you are a young kid. And that's, no. I'm I'm just angry. Me too. <sighs> Ugh. All right. Okay. Don't blame them. This is where listeners call in with their own advice. Um, from previous episodes. I didn't know what word I was saying. <laughs> um, so if they listened to an episode and they were like, this sounds something like I've been through, I have thrown my own two cents, anything, any of their own opinions, they can call in. So what do we have? Hey, Megan and Melissa. I'm calling in for Don't Blame Them for season eight, episode 12, where the girl said her friend was copying her. Like it went from just like, copying like clothes to like actually getting an identical apartment which I find crazy but I just want to say I didn't have a personal experience with this but my friend had a friend who did the exact same thing and so I was always the friend that was vented to in this case so I know all about it so I always told her I'm like you really just need to ditch her like I understand you want to make this friendship work like, you were on the same page and everything, and you wanted to you, you wanted to see the best in it, but it's not the best anymore. You really need to ditch it, because everything that she is saying is coming out of a place of, like, jealousy and insecurity. So, like, when she was saying that it was a fuck-me skirt, she was saying, what she was really saying is, oh, I wouldn't look as good as you in that skirt, so I'm feeling insecure. I don't think I would look as good as you in that skirt, so I'm feeling insecure. But now I'm going to take you down a notch. So when I eventually do go and get this skirt, it'll make me seem better. It'll make me feel better. It was all a point of, like, jealousy and insecurity. And, like, the fact that she even got an identical apartment, a little creepy. 
it's taken it a little bit too far. I definitely agree, like, with Megan and Melissa when they said that that was really stalkery and creepy. But, yeah, I know you want to make it work out, but it's not going to work out. And you'll be doing yourself so many favors by just sort of being like, maybe fading out the friendship, maybe giving yourself a little distance, but really just cut it off. What I would do is just cut all ties. By the way, I'm 22, and I'm literally the same age as you. I've seen the same things, and best thing you can do is just cut it off. She is not in the proper headspace to be dealing with a friend like you right now. She needs to take some time, figure this all out, because that's all jealousy and insecurity. And maybe you can even have that conversation with her if you really want to keep the friendship. But the fact that there was the apartment thing, a little weird. So, yeah, just cut it off. But thanks, guys. Bye. I agree with it all. Except for calling her crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm totally messed that I was eating an almond. I just think that, like, I'm all for putting work into friendships and all that stuff. But, like, I just feel like we are giving people so many chances. You know? Yeah. I mean, I used to give people more chances. But in my old age now, I don't have time for that. I'm trying to think of, like, since the last fight I got into with a friend that's like a real fight fight was Sydney and I when we were like 21 middle school me and Ivy would fight because we were like sisters and I would just yell at her for like stealing my shirt but like we never gotten like a real like we would like bicker and stuff but like we're still friends like Sydney and I got in one like literally Sydney and I've been in two fights our entire life I think it is kind of like once you raise the standard for the people in your life you just have a way lower tolerance for bullshit and I think in general like most of this did come in my life when I like cut people out and created like really big boundaries for myself before then I definitely had lots of like shitty friends and all of that but like once you make that big boundary in your life Mm -hmm. if you start letting it creep over it'll happen all over again fucking fucking creepy yeah creepy but I just want to emphasize we don't call people crazy no you can self-identify as crazy. Mm-hmm. They don't call other people crazy. That's not really call other women crazy, yeah. specifically. I'm also more okay with calling someone psycho. I'm not okay with that either. It's not It's not any better, mm-hmm. but, like, I think that there's less... Historically, there's the same connotation. Yeah. But there's less, like, socially, that connotation. Crazy is, like... I don't like either one. Well, because they both come from mm-hmm. bad terms. But I hope that situation is turning out okay. We'd love to get an update on that. Mm-hmm. Well, that is it for our episode. Hope you enjoyed. If you did, go leave us a review on the podcast app. Get there before Rachel does and all of the anti-vaxxers. My book comes out September 28th on paperback. Please pre-order it. It can help with the numbers and it's great. It's got a whole new cover that I worked on so hard and all my friends gave input and it's really cute and I'm excited. And if you want to call in for an upcoming episode, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. International listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. All of the same rules and requests apply that I said at the start. We are on Patreon videos, uh, all the video versions of the podcast. If you want to see our facial expressions, which are pretty great. And if you just prefer watching your podcast. We have some good faces. We do. They're cute. And then they're shocked. <laughs> and then they're surprised. And then they're aghast. And lots of eye rolls. I would say the last two episodes have been some good faces. So it's only a dollar a month for the video version. And then if you want to hop into our Zooms, we do twice a month. It's literally like a Zoom you would do hanging out with your friends. We do. 
and five dollars a month for that tier and it's like a really great community of people if you're like moving to a new city or you are you know in an area that is like a very strict lockdown we had a lot of australians who were like i haven't left my house this is so great we have social interaction it's really fun and follow us everywhere anything you want to promote follow me on instagram she is not melissa Woo woo! And we will see you all next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Don't blame me is a production by me. Executive produced by Melissa Demonts and Diamond Imprint Productions. Edited by Coco Lawrence. Post production sound by Chris Henry. Production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. Music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.